Hi, this is Guy Kawasaki. Hi, this is Gideon Shelwick here. My name is Farnoosh Brock. And you're listening to Learning with Leslie. Learning with Leslie. This is Learning with Leslie. 888-835-2414. This is Learning with Leslie. Another episode of Learning with Leslie, the podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about how to build an online business with a blog. No, I'm not talking about one of those blogs that will fall by the wayside when Google has a mood swing. I'm talking about one that will thrive no matter what gets thrown at it. I'm your host, Leslie Samuel from becomeablogger.com, where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And as usual, I have another exciting episode for you. Today, in today's episode, episode 228, I'm on the line with Tim Schmoyer, the creator of Video Creators, a YouTube channel dedicated to helping you spread your message to the world so that you can reach the people who need to hear it. He started it on YouTube back on March 2nd, 2006, when he uploaded his first video and has fallen in love with the platform since, to where he has created over 3,000 videos to date. In 2013, he launched Video Creators, and after six months, it was generating a full-time income. I want to explore two things. Number one, how do you find your message? And the second one is once you found it, how do you use YouTube to get it out there? That's what we're going to be talking about today. Tim, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing all right. How are you? I cannot complain. I'm happy to have you on here. So let's actually go back in like time because, <laughs> because we first met each other. I don't know when it was, but it's probably somewhere around 2008, 2009. Yeah. And it was unrelated to anything we're both doing right now. I actually forgot about you, to be totally honest. Oh, <laughs> man. That, that, you know what? This podcast is over. No, I'm just joking. Yeah, no, like, yeah, it was a long, long time ago. We were both doing like freebie sites online, and uh, you were the freebie guy, and I was posting all these referral links in my blog, getting free junk, and yeah, that was that was a long time ago. Well, it was more than free junk. It was free awesomeness, right? Yeah. <laughs> Don't you well, still have some of the things? Now. My Xbox 360, that one's still going strong. There but. you go. Well, my TV to date, mm-hmm. uh, the, the TV that I'm using right now is still the flat screen TV. I got one on one of those freebie sites back really? in 2008, and I'm not getting rid of that. I think that's going with me until... You know, I don't even know when. <laughs> I know, yeah. I think, how do we connect though? You reach out to me through a forum, I think, right? I, I think that's maybe what it was because I think w- what fascinated me about you is back then, all of us, the circle that I was in, mm-hmm. we were doing these freebie websites where, you know, you complete offers. And for anyone that's listening that has no idea what we're talking about, <laughs> you complete offers, you get people to complete offers, and you get either some money or you get some free stuff. And I was working it back then, but I was doing it in forums. And there was this guy that had, I think, was it a Christian ministry, a a college ministries website? Youth and family work, yeah. Youth and family work. And you had these links posted and you were getting free stuff, but you weren't doing all the stuff that I was doing to, to get it. You just had these links on your website. Yeah, on my blog, and the, and then those posts started ranking, like the first page of results in Google for free Xbox 360s and stuff. So I was just cranking in the referrals without doing anything. So really quick, what kind of stuff did you get for free? 
Oh, my. Oh, man. I mostly took the cash offers. Ah, there you go. <laughs> but um, when it's all added up, I think it was maybe around thirteen to $15,000 worth of cash and stuff between wow. like my Xbox and I got a few iPod touches, you know, first and then second and third gens. Yep, and yep. So it was a bunch of stuff. Okay, so since then, obviously a lot has changed. What yeah. happened? <laughs> what that, that you had that website, and what happened since then? Give me kind of an update because we haven't really spoken in a while. So what what has been happening with you? Yeah, so let's go back to that point. I was that blog um, in around two thousand ten to twelve. This really started taking off. And then for a few years, um, probably like 2000, I'm going to be blurry on the dates, but for for a few years, it became my full-time income. And I lived off that blog full-time for two years-ish, doing the whole speaking, writing. I I published four books that are, um, well, two I self-published, and then two are actually published by publishers that are out there in bookshelves and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I was doing the whole speaking, writing, traveling thing, which was awesome. But then my wife and I had our first kid, and... Um, I probably should have, you know, had someone like you around Leslie to teach me how to build a sustainable business model. But I was just traveling way too much and I just needed a quick off switch to all that to be home with my wife and my kids. So um, I was doing a lot with YouTube uh, in conjunction with my blog, which was awesome. And I started seeing all this stuff happen on YouTube, which we can talk about if you want. But um, basically, I was becoming kind of accidentally a thought leader in the industry of online video. I didn't really realize it, but as a person who was there from the very beginning, I was actively developing my channel there. Um, People started coming to me, asking me for advice, and how do you build an audience? And I learned a lot about audience development through my blog, and it turns out that people are people, whether they're on your blog (laughs) or on YouTube. Wait, people are people? Yeah, they're they're the same. So wow. so actually, a lot of the principles about audience development and community growth those transferred over to YouTube for me. And um, so I got a full time offer from a company in Cincinnati. Oh, wait, wait, to wait, work before you them. before you move on to that, I want yeah. to talk a little bit about this whole because you were doing your blog, but mm-hmm. you were also doing YouTube. When you say right. you were doing YouTube for that blog or w- along with that blog. What exactly were you doing on YouTube? Were you just creating inspirational videos? What What were you doing? Were you teaching? <laughs> uh, kind of. Okay. <laughs> yes to all of that it, <laughs> and more. I it started off. I just decided I wanted to. You know, as a content creator, I was like, oh, this would be fun. Let's try this. And this was pre Facebook days, so. Um, my girlfriend at the time and I were just making little videos of us out on dates and we'd be pranking each other, making little videos, <laughs> pranking each other, stuff like that. You know, now we know it is vlogging back then. It wasn't called that. Didn't have a name, but, uh, we just kept going and started sharing our family story. You know, we shared our, our engagement is on there. Um, our, our, our all honeymoon video got taken down cause of copyright stuff, uh, <laughs> but we originally okay. posted that. So you're um, just transparently sharing your life and your family's yeah, life. Yeah, just vlogging. And then with my when my blog became my full-time gig, I started doing videos. I found that I could put – I would put like an afternoon, maybe a day into like perfectly drafting this post. And then I was like – or I could just sit in front of a camera and literally take two minutes to say the same thing <laughs> and have like – even more of a human connection, personal impact. Now, maybe that was due to my writing skills. I don't know. But but I just found like, man, like I feel like I'm making a much stronger human connection through these videos and the stories I'm seeing, the comments I'm getting, rather than just putting like a day or a half a day into drafting this blog post. And so 
that's um, about the time when this company reached out to me and said, hey, can you help us with our audience development on YouTube for this web series we're doing? I said yes, took the job. Um, that web series lasted for a year. And then um, after that uh, was over, instead of um, – I kind of put my blog on hold and it's actually pretty dormant now. I haven't done anything with it for a few years. But Oh, it's, so it's still around? It's still there. The domain's still there, but I haven't – I probably need to go update WordPress like 16 times <laughs> to get it up to date. Oh, so, I definitely understand. Uh, so yeah, so then I started the, like this channel called Video Creators. Just like, hey, let's train other people to have some of the success that I've seen. And it was all revolved around the stories I was seeing and hearing about the lives that were being changed through the stories my wife and I were telling through family, through our family online. And I wanted to train other creators to have stories like that too. Now, wait, wait let, let's, let's explore that a little, a little more because you said because of the stories that you were hearing about how people's lives were, were being affected. Do you, had, yeah. do, you, do you have any kind of examples of something like that happening? I get uh, – I am not even exaggerating when I say this. I get multiple stories a day. Wow. Um, like for the past, I get, you know, on my, on my YouTube channels, somewhere around 30,000 comments a month. So um, do the math, it's like a thousand a day that are just coming in. So I obviously don't read all of them, but there's, um, there's tremendous, there's tons of stories every time I go and look. Some of the favorite ones that were, the, there's probably lots that I've missed that are really powerful, but the aha moment ones for me and my wife, when we started like getting this back. Um, several years ago, um, we were uh, in Texas, and this college-age girl walked up, and I had never seen her before, but she's like, hey, you don't know who I am, but I've been watching your videos on YouTube. Um, she's like, I just want to let you know that I've really – I've noticed that the standard for the type of guy that I date has really gone up since wow. I started watching your videos, and I just wanted to say thank you. And I was like, Wow. Wow. I don't know what your standard was before, but like, <laughs> but that's always a good thing, right? Right. Um, yeah. Another that was like one of them. Another one was this uh, this uh, lady emailed me personally and said, uh, "My I just got married two months ago. My husband and I are already struggling in our relationship. Uh, I just saw your video about how you and your wife talked about how you're learning to love each other better. I showed it to my husband. We talked about it." And now we have hope again for our marriage. And wow. I just want to say thank you. You know, uh, I have stories of like people, um, even for my my video my video creators channel where I'm just training people how to master YouTube as a platform. Uh, people saying uh, that one guy sent me a private video personally, and, uh, and I'm paraphrasing it for you. This video is on my channel if anybody wants to watch it. But he basically said. Um, uh, I have ADD. I have a hard time learning. I have a hard time reading and writing. It takes me a long time to do both of those. My dad died, and I felt like I didn't ever, never make it through it, and I was just gonna go, you know, commit suicide. But he said, through the process that you had a large part in on my channel, like my channel started growing. I started getting comments, and I was being forced to read them and write and back to them, and I started improving, and I got off disability because my channel grew, and now I'm earning an income from it, so wow. I'm not still anymore. And he's like, and uh, and that community though on my channel was there when my dad died, and they were super supportive. He's like, I've never felt such kindness from people. And he said, he sent me this video. He said, Tim, you are part of a process that didn't just change my life, but you saved it. And he said that I there is still one random person alive on this earth because of you, and I just want to say thank you. You know, so I'm like, holy smokes! <laughs> like, now, when you when you hear something like that, right? How can you give up on what you're doing? Like, how can you stop? 
if it's having that kind of an impact on people's lives, right? Yeah, it really changed for me how I approached my business, my content, everything. Um, I shouldn't say it changed it because I guess it's, I've kind of grown into it because of this. But I've seen it change other people's where they come to it because oh, I just want to quit my job and I don't want to boss anymore. You know, that's their main motivation. Or, or they're like, I just want to make a lot of money and I want to have freedom to travel while I do it. You know, or they have these. Um, let's just be honest. Let's just call it what it is. They're selfish. Yeah. You know, goals. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with either of those at all. I get the I get the benefit of both of those. But the difference is what like what's the driving motivation behind it? And and for me, like I view um, and I really do believe this. People are always the product. Like whatever it is we're developing, mm. whatever content we're creating, people are always the product. A changed life is always the goal. And the money is just, you know, what enables that life change to be sustainable long term for us to continue to reach people and change their lives. Um, the whatever tool we're using, like the whether it's blogging or videos, like that's just the tool, but the product is always life change. So I actually really believe that. And my content revolves around that. And a lot of people kind of roll their eyes like, okay, Tim, like that's good for marketing or whatever. But but you kind of hopefully have people who hang out for more than a half a second pick up that that's actually really true about me. And I think that the people who are really um, eventually soon here, I think it's going to be a shift happening. And the people who actually believe that are going to be the ones who really start winning in social media over the ones who just have big budgets to throw at their promotion. You know, I, I love that concept because, you know, I we were talking a little bit before this and I was telling you how I've been going through this kind of a year long process of trying to figure out what my vision is for my business. And I finally came to what I what I believe it is. And in my podcast episode from last week, I spoke about it. And the funny thing is. It was the thing that I've been saying at the beginning of every single episode. Anytime I say the URL to my blog, I say becomeablogger.com, where we're changing the world one blog at a time. Right, because you actually believe that. Exactly. That's what drives you. Yeah. Th- that is exactly it. Um, and, and the reason we're having this interview right now is because I listened to you on Mike Stelzner's podcast, and you said something that really... It, it just kind of blew me away because it resonated with me so much. You said every minute people watch your videos is a minute you have to impact someone's life. Right. And that for me, really, that's what it's about. If you can, if you are creating content with that idea that what I am doing is going to affect someone else in a positive way, it changes everything about what you do. Yeah, I mean, when someone sees a thumbnail, in, in my world anyway, um, right now, someone sees a thumbnail and a video title and they click on it, they're saying, essentially, I'm going to give you some of my time to speak to me. What are you going to do with that opportunity? Right. And I know a lot of people who um, they get upset because, oh, my blog is only getting. You know, I only have 10 readers on my blog or my podcast is only getting 200 downloads or my YouTube videos. Only, you know, they're always they're kind of disappointed at their numbers. That's what it comes down to. And I, I, like, I hear that and I say, you know, 200 people <laughs> listen to your podcast or watch your video or whatever. If you were standing on a stage in front of 200 people, you would probably be feel very nervous <laughs> and you would feel very flattered at that opportunity for 200 people to say, I'm going to give you some of my attention, speak to me. 
that's exactly what's happening with podcasts, blogs, videos, whatever, right? It's the same thing. I actually, just last uh, week, I flew out, I spoke at YouTube headquarters in New York City to a lot of their brands and agencies. I flew out to talk to an audience of 60, right? I, I speak to millions every month on my channel, but to speak to someone like like visually, it's like 60, I... I took um, two days to go do that. <laughs> so for those of you guys who have like, let's just say, quote, only, end quote, 60, like that's a big deal. You know, you, would, you can change a lot of the world with 60 people. You know, so. I think it's when we stop looking at it as views and start looking at it as these are actual people. Exactly. That, that yes. changes the entire game, doesn't it? Right. Yeah. So it's subscribers, views, traffic, whatever it is. Yeah. That, those are people. Awesome. So, you know, you guys, I, I've been checking out some of your stuff and you're pretty transparent with what you do. When, when your, your, your YouTube channel where we're following your family, we're literally like following your family. <laughs> like, creepy, it, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like I'm at home with you guys. And I am, when I say I, I mean I am the world. <laughs> right, right. And I have the opportunity to be with you guys. Now, do you get concerned at all where that's concerned in terms of privacy in terms of people knowing too much about you and your kids and those types of things how do you look at that um i was gonna make a smart joke about you like creeping on us or anything but i'll just (laughs) just skip that uh no yes and no yes in that uh we do take certain precautions such as we don't share birthdays on the actual birthdays Uh because you get a lot of information about someone with their name and birth date um you can do a whole background check on someone with just that information Uh, we don't show the front of our house. We don't show, um, what neighborhood we live on, live in. We might show a part of like some of our town and there are people who live in our town who are like, I know where that is, you know, and things like that. But, uh, so we should be careful about our location. Um, if I'm traveling and I leave my family at home alone, uh, we do have some security things built in, but, uh, depending on where I'm going, how long we're going to be gone for, I usually don't post like to social media, like pictures of me traveling and stuff till I get back home. Um, you know, so there's a, there's a lot of little things like that, that kind of add up. We also license plates, uh, of our cars, you know, just stuff like that. So, but the other thing is that like we choose not to live our life in fear because you could sacrifice influencing millions of people every month for the sake of like one potential thing that may or may not happen for one person that you don't really know if it would, but you just, you know, chose for out of the sake of fear, chose not to impact a million, some people. Right. So, uh, in that case, like, yeah, let's, let's, um, let's be prudent and wise, but let's not live in fear. You know, that's actually quite informative right there because these are some of the concerns that I have. And I've never I, I share things probably a little too much on social media, but I've never thought about simple things like when I travel, not posting until I get back home or not giving my location or not showing the front of my house and my and birthdays on the same on the right day and so on. That's actually quite well, it's quite smart. Um, need- well, we have plenty of friends who have learned the hard way, and so we've learned from them. <laughs> Are there any other tips like that that maybe we should be aware of? Because I know that a lot of people share stuff on the internet freely because, hey, you're just sharing on the internet. But are there any other things where you take precautions that maybe someone else should know about? Um, probably. I don't think I'm not thinking of any off the top of my head. I did a whole video about it um, on my channel. So I should probably have brushed up on that beforehand. No, but that's perfectly th- those fine. Those are the ones that come to mind, though, just kind of the, the big ones. Birthdays, location, 
Um, license plates, front of our house, neighborhood, um, things like that. Very Sometimes cool. what we'll even do, we don't do this all the time, but we'll just, um, if we know we're going to be on vacation for a week, we'll actually shoot vlogs ahead of time and publish them to our channel. So it looks like we're still home. And then the vlogs of when we are on vacation go up when we get home so that our that people are like, oh, their house is sitting empty for a week, you know? Let's, you know. So again, <laughs> it's just like a little thing. It doesn't make a huge difference to us, but it's just like one of those things you're like, it's not going to make a big difference either way, so we might as well just take the precaution, you know. Awesome, very smart. I love it. Now, okay, so yeah, if I am someone that's trying to build something online, whether it's on YouTube or or a, a blog or anything of that sort, what are your what are your tips in terms of finding your message? Because, like I said, for me, I've been doing, I've been thinking about this for the last year, and I finally came back to this changing the world one blog at a time, um, <laughs> revolutionary idea. After all that work, hashtag mind blown. I know, right? <laughs> what do you have any tips that someone that's listening to this can think about and say, you know what? Okay, that makes a lot of sense. I can find my message. Uh, I I. This is going to sound super like, I don't know, obvious, but I think we, we it like really... obvious. We like obvious. Okay, good. That makes it easy for everybody. And it makes me sound very not smart. <laughs> uh, but I think it really comes down to like what, like I mentioned earlier, like what's the motivation behind what you're doing? Like what's driving you? And, and often as creators and even just marketers or brand or branding people in general, they really focus on the what am I doing? So I'm, I'm writing a blog. Uh, or I'm making video and they, and then I'm making them for even these people or this audience and focus on the, what we're doing. But I think to really find the message, you have to dig down a layer deeper and get to the why, like, why does this matter to the world? Uh, why, what difference does this, does this make? And sometimes it feels like really mundane. Um, like with clients I work with, like I always try to push them in this direction. Like, why does this matter? Why should someone care? Because ultimately the main reason why people subscribe to a YouTube channel, subscribe to a blog, uh, to a podcast, um, and Leslie, I know you know this, so I, I'm probably not going to hurt your feelings, but no one actually cares about you or me, right? Like what? they actually just care about the content that we're providing for them and they're listening to it for some selfish reason. And I get that. Like if if the monkey stops dancing, uh, you know, you stop watching. That's just kind of how, <laughs> how it works. So – um, so most of us, we consume content because we there's some sort of value for us personally from watching it, from listening to it. So the value people get from watching our family vlogs is they're learning a little bit about, you know, there are a lot of young moms there. They're getting ideas for their own families or how do the Schmoyers handle this and with their kids and discipline and school and education, things like that. And they're getting ideas. So they're, they're watching for that. There's also a a perceived value, a, a value of a perceived relationship with us. So they feel like they're hanging out with us, kind of like you mentioned, that's a, a value. But people watch it ultimately because it's some sort of value in it for them. So maybe they do care about us, but they care about us, you know, it's not the type of relationship you'd want to have with like a real life friend. So um, knowing that, I think it's important to know what value do you bring to the world? Uh, what What are you offering to them? And I really think that gets down to down to the why it matters. So even if you're um, like a couple of clients that work, just make, maybe give us some examples. Um, let's say you're um, doing um, debt management software, something super mundane, you know, and that, <laughs> you're talking about finance. Maybe you're talking about like debt consolidation on your blog. You're like, why does this matter? This is a super boring topic, but it actually matters because it's giving people hope. Right? It's actually not about the software at all. It's actually not even about the money. It's about giving people hope. 
Or if you're uh, beauty, uh, cosmetics, right? The product is not makeup. It's not lipstick. It's not eyeshadow. It's not mascara. It's not whatever. It's actually, it, it matters because it gives women confidence. Mm. And that's that's why that matters. If you're like Disney parks, um, Disney doesn't matter because the what people focus on and often the brands and people when they promote their stuff, what, what we do. So we have roller coasters, rides for your kids. You know, we have this type of stuff. That's the what. And you can do some kind of promotion, but if you dig down to the why that matters, which is when the rest of the American story is pulling people in, you know, the family in multiple different directions, dad goes to one job, mom goes to another job, kids go to three different schools, extracurricular activities, late night meetings, you know, Disney parks is one opportunity that pulls family together. You know, everyone is having a shared common experience together and they get to develop those remember when conversations, you know, that they have for the rest of the year. That's why that, that's why that matters. Not because of the roller coasters. Um, for me, like even bikes, like riding my bike, it was, that wasn't the product bikes matter to me because of the freedom it brought me. So I really think whatever it is, just got to dig down to that. Why does it matter? And, and really wrestle with that. And like you said, you know, it's about changing lives. That's what I believe too. And um, but there's a lot of different whys why something could matter. Okay, so you have this message. How, you know, I'm thinking about what you do. You teach people how to master YouTube and uh, create videos and all that type of stuff. But it's it's deeper than that. For you, it's about people having a message to spread on YouTube, right? Um, yeah. How, how do you how do you implement that into what you're doing when you what you're teaching? is mm-hmm. how to create videos and how to do these things. How do you get that message intertwined with what you're doing, even if you have that mundane topic that is, you know, how to refinance a home or something of that sort? Yeah. For me, it's uh, I integrate. Like, if you actually believe it, it's hard to separate it, I think. Mm. Uh, you know, if, if it's something like just a slogan on your letterhead or something like that, may or may not, then I think we got to have this conversation. But if you actually believe it, it's a little bit harder. And, and if it's actually what's driving you, it becomes a part of it. So for me, it's, I end every single video saying the same thing. Like, guys, I do this because, and then I share why, like, because I really believe that a lot of you have messages that need to spread, the world needs to hear, and I want to do everything I can to help you grow your channels and your audiences so that people hear the message you're spreading and their lives are changed as a result. You know, so I say that in every single video. If you're not a subscriber to my channel, the first video you see when you come there is it's called my channel trailer and it, it it tells you what the channel is about but it ends with why it matters which is again messages that to spread that change lives and i integrate that in the in all my videos um when i i try to feature creators on the channel that have awesome messages that are spreading and uh, i want to help spread their message by giving a little bit of their uh, of my voice to it by helping them promote their channels and things and reviewing their channels so that they perform better uh so uh, i've done that many times but what I come back to is like I don't want to just change a million people on my own. If I can influence the influencers uh, of other creators who are going to then go and reach other millions of people, like those millions of people never come back to me and say, thank you, Tim, for helping Leslie to grow his channel so that he could reach me. Like it doesn't matter. I actually – it doesn't matter to me. Like that's not the point. It's actually – my impact on the world grows because I get to train influencers to think about this in a way of influencing people. 
and, that and make sense? yeah, it perfectly does. And to reinforce what you're saying here, I, I'm on your channel right now. I see videocreators.tv, master YouTube, spread your message. It's right, that's right the there. the what and the why. It's the yeah. what, it's the why. And then I look at the about section and I see you have a message worth spreading on YouTube. I want to help your message reach the people who need to hear it. You haven't even um, uh, de- dealt with... Th- as much of the what you started with the why because you have a message to spread on YouTube. Yeah, and then you the go why on. Why is far more compelling? I exactly. Think, than yeah, I love it. I love it. Okay, sweet. So I am sold into this message. I am listening to this podcast episode right now, and I'm thinking, man, I have a message. I want to get it out there. And this guy, um, Tim, is talking about this YouTube thing, and I go to his channel, and I see right now that it has 93,281 subscribers, um, over 5.4 million views, and I think to myself, all right, how do I master YouTube, and how do I spread my message? So I want to kind of transition now to just giving tips on how someone with a, a message can start from the beginning how they can get started and then how they can use youtube to grow so where, where do we start uh i think uh shoot let's make this see if i can boil all this down this is a big conversation it is a big conversation <laughs> yeah uh, so there's a couple things um one i'll just skim over this briefly because you guys probably know what i'm talking about one you, ha- you need to know what your value proposition is what value mm-hmm. do you bring we talked about that yep. and two you need to know who you're bringing it to like who's that target audience um and so you, knowing what the value is and who cares about it are both really important they're both intertwined so once you know both of those things then the second thing is t- that i often do and it, it depends on the content and the strategy and you know what the goals are and things like it but we're, we're talking very generally right now um i mean what are those people looking for what problems do they have online and the way i think about it is none of them are actually searching for the value that i'm delivering no one is searching for how do i change lives with youtube no one right like maybe there's 10 people but that's it <laughs> So I actually, the way I think of it is how do I give them what they want in order to then give them what they need? And so what they want is how do I get popular on YouTube? How do I grow my subscribers? How do I get more views? How do I make more money? All that stuff. And those are all fine. Those are all important. And that's their actual motivation. That's what they're coming to me looking for. So I give them that. But in every video or almost every video, I try to turn it to like point again to this is what we're doing, but this is why it matters. And I think that repetition and then they get more um, ingrained in my community, that's when their thinking starts to switch. And now I see them using a lot of that same language on their channels and in their videos and with their audience. And they come back to me and share those stories. So um, it's a slow process, but I think you have to start by giving them what they want and integrating your message into that. Awesome. Awesome. So, you know, for someone like me, um, I might be creating uh, content that's, you know, how to start a blog and how to get your domain name and your hosting and those types of things. Someone that's doing health and fitness, um, their why might be to transform your life and live a more um, uh, fruitful life or whatever the case might be. But people might be looking for how to, um, how, how to start running or how to do sit-ups without hurting your back, or something like that. And that's the kind of content that I create to get them in, but then I, I emphasize and re-emphasize the why. Right, and it takes a long time for probably for them to start believing your why with you, and sometimes they never will, but 
That's okay. You know, for the ones who do, I'm, I'm glad that they come along for a ride. The strategy switches if you're not, if your content isn't, doesn't pertain as much to DIY, how to type of like searchable stuff. Like if you just want to do entertaining skits, you know, or sketch comedy, um, you know, then we have to talk about a whole different strategy. But, um, but still, like those people who want sketches are looking for something and you got to give them what they want and then in order to give them what they need. All right, good. So, so I, I understand what my value proposition is. I know who my target is. I maybe come up with a list of ideas of things that they are searching for actively, um, and I start creating content. What are some YouTube-specific tips that I should be aware of to try to enhance um, what I'm doing and to, to maximize the spread of my message so that I can help more people? In like search and discovery, like SEO yeah, let's stuff? let's deal with that first. Let's deal with okay. search and discovery. Yeah, because a lot of different aspects to this, as I'm sure you yep. are aware, because are in blogging world too. But um, as far as the SEO, like for search, anyway, um, it's uh, the the biggest number one influencer of search is watch time on YouTube, which is the total amount of time someone spends watching your video. So. You could have a perfectly optimized SEO-friendly title, tags, description, even the perfect thumbnail. And if your content is actually like lame and it's not answering someone's question the way someone wants it answered or something like that, your content is not going to perform well. So um, people do they, – they always ask me about keyword research and all that stuff and like that. That's important for getting ideas. But – I think we all know that you know as Google's moving toward closer to user intent, and that's definitely a thing on YouTube. And I could talk more about that, but um, it really comes down to hooking the viewer in the first 15 seconds, and then uh, in a way that reinforces that the title and thumbnail they clicked on to watch is like what they are expecting to get. And um, the first 15 seconds delivers like and teases them. Yes, you're going to get that value here, and now they're more likely to watch longer the video. So that's a big thing. Um, another big thing is session watch time, which is how does your video contribute to a viewer's overall viewing session on YouTube? So let's say you do a video about your blog and let's say it's super successful in converting 100% of the traffic to actually visit your blog. Well, Google's gonna, YouTube's going to look at that and be like, well, whenever someone watches this video, they stop the reviewing session ends. We don't want that. We want them to see more ads. We want them to keep clicking on more videos. We want them to extend their session. So if your video does a good job at, at Google sees, okay, because they watch Leslie's video, they actually go and usually watch three more videos. Then they're going to be favor your video um, in search. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Like we can't move on yet. Okay. <laughs> there's so much in this. All right. Now, maybe you're going to tell me that I've been saying the wrong thing all this time. But one of the big things that I emphasize to people, of course, because I do more of the, I do the blogging thing, you're, mm-hmm. you're fully YouTube um, in terms of your platform, right? Is that correct? Uh, it is now, yeah. Okay, good. So what I tell people is YouTube is a great thing, a great place for you know, uh, taking advantage of the search capabilities and providing value to, peop- to, to the viewers, but then directing them to your blog. This is something that I always emphasize. But now you're telling me something that kind of goes against what I'm saying, and it's a little <laughs> different 
um, from what I've heard that SEO on YouTube is all about. You're saying if I can get people even more engaged in YouTube, that's when YouTube is going to favor my content even more. So it's yes. a it's a bigger it should be a bigger goal if YouTube is the platform that I am trying to to utilize primarily. It should be a bigger goal to get people to subscribe, to get people to watch other videos and those types of things. Is that what you're telling? Are you telling me that I've been thinking the wrong thing? <laughs> yes and no. Okay. Um, yes, in that what I said is absolutely true. Um, and I mean, it's, uh, well, we won't get into that. Anyway, yes, it's absolutely true. Um, the 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 way I do it because I have a blog, uh, well, kind of like my website. I want people to my website because that's where they buy stuff from me. Uh-huh. Uh, that's what makes my job what I do sustainable. So the way I do it is uh, at the end of every video, my end card. Um, I don't talk about it. It's just there visually. You can see it. It's an ebook called "The Secret to Building Your YouTube Audience," and people can click it or click in the link in the description or whatever. It just says you know download or a free ebook. Download at videocreators.com. Okay. So people can go and they download it and now they're on my email list. So I sent them to my website once, but after that, like there's no reason for them to ever leave my YouTube channel again, because once they're on my email list, then I can send them to wherever I want. Then I can send them to my blog. Then I can send them my Facebook Then I can tell them about products and things like that. So rather than trying to get every video to send people back to my website, I just feature my ebook. And then once someone signs up for it, then they have no other reason to leave YouTube to go to my website and I get them to my website from my email list. Does that make sense? Got it. So you have you do have that call to action to go to your blog and to well to go on your email list, mm-hmm. but it's not I'm if let me know if I get this correctly. You're not actually telling them, "Hey, if you want to get access to this free ebook, head on over to this page to get access to it." You're not telling nope. that. You're just showing it visually. That's right. And then yep. and then what do you say? Do you, are, do you ask them to like, subscribe? What what do you do there? Uh, I have two call to actions. One is always geared towards the subscriber, and then the second one is always geared towards the non-subscriber. So the first one for the subscriber is to comment. It's to answer questions, to get the dialogue, the interaction going. Um, you know, so I usually like, hey, I'd love to hear what you guys think about blah, 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 you know, and I always encourage other people like if this is something you're trying to figure out also make sure you read the comments. You always learn a lot from the people down there. And so the people who have something to share, they're more likely to share it and comment if they feel like, oh, Tim's telling people to come read my thoughts. Right. And I'm going to help other people. So and I learn from those people all the time. Like I really nice. do. They make me look smart. The second call to action is then and I say, if this is your first time here and that kind of that trigger is like, oh, this is my first time here. Well, she, he's talking to me now. Right. And my subscribers at that point, they abandon the video and I see the audience retention score. My video just tank at that point, which is fine. <laughs> Um, but the non-subscribe people, they're still sticking around and they're, they're thinking, oh, he's talking to me. And I said, if this is your first time here, I would love to have you subscribe. And then I just go into my value prop. I just do a short little pitch for my channel. I tell them why it matters. And that's kind of what I talked about already. And, uh, and then I say, I'll see you guys next week or tomorrow, actually, because I do three a week there. Oh, but. this is fascinating to me. Okay, sweet. All right. So that we're, we're talking about the biggest factor in SEO, and that is your, um, the, the, the session, the, the holding them there on that video, and also the session watch time. How long are they staying around after watching your video? Right. That tells YouTube you are creating high quality stuff, serve more of it up in higher in the rankings. Exactly. Okay. Anything else I need to be aware of for SEO? 
Um, title and thumbnails are really important, um, not just because of the metadata as far as like what they rank for, but um, you have to optimize. And I think we all know this, right? Like Google highlights content that is optimized for people uh, more than just for robots. So um, definitely write a like a really good enticing title that contains some keywords and stuff. But at the end of the day, Google's really smart. They read on like a sixth grade level and they'll figure out what your video is about regardless of – you could totally lie in your metadata and people do this all the time. This is why Google doesn't depend on it. You could totally lie and tell them this is a video about cute puppies um, chasing a cat and Google's going to watch, like they're going to, they rank it based on the signals that they get from viewers uh-huh. and a lot of data points and signals they get from viewers. So if they say like, Hey, they told us this video is about dogs and cats, but we rank it with dogs and cat videos and no one, like it was a really high abandonment rate. No yeah. one watches it for longer than 10 seconds. This video must not be about that. And they'll eventually figure out what it's about. So when you think about your titles, don't think about so, so much for Google, but think about it more for people. How do I pitch the value of this video to my target audience so that um, they'll want to watch this video? So that often means don't just go with the direct word-for-word copy that you think someone's typing into Google. Remember, Google um, takes intent in consideration now, and I have plenty of videos that rank number one in Google for like how to get YouTube views and subscribers that have don't even have the word how-to in the title. Instead, they're titled um, How to Grow with Zero Views and Zero Subscribers. Or if you search YouTube for music videos, the, one of the first results you'll get is a playlist for Billboard top 100 right so they're good at knowing what people are searching for so don't freak out too much about the keywords and stuff and just write good stuff for people nice awesome okay so seo is obviously something that i need to be paying attention to and you gave some really good tips there um what else do i is there another aspect of of you know growing your youtube channels that is extremely important you want to be paying attention to that can we let's tackle one more Oh boy, one more. Um, well, the the where most channels get their traffic from is search and related videos. And I know this doesn't exist in blogging world, but on YouTube, you can think uh, just if you've ever been there, you know this. There's a whole bunch of videos on the right hand column when you're watching a YouTube video, and those are very effective in driving traffic to your channel and to your into your videos. So. Um, there's a couple things you can do to make it more likely that your videos will show up there. But one is look at videos that your target audience is already watching that are successful. You know, maybe they have you know, millions of views and you can look at the statistics or the video. If you click on the more button underneath the video and then click on statistics and you can see how it's growing over time. And if it's still growing, then, you know, this is a valuable video to my audience and I want to do a video like this. So just kind of reverse engineer how, you know, what's the title and the thumbnail of that video? Uh, what does the first 15 seconds do to hook the viewer to really keep them watching? How do they deliver the content? And then go, don't make the same video, but make a similar video. You want to make one that's related to it, not the same video. If it's the same video, no one's going to click because they're like, why would I watch that? I just watched that same video. But um, make one that's similar to it. And there's a lot of different things you can do. We could talk more about. But um, but ch- intentionally using the related videos can be a huge traffic driver. I know people get 50 million views a month just from related videos. Wow. So. That's awesome. Okay. So there's one more thing I want to touch on. And I- I'm going to let you go. And if anyone wants to find out more, they're going to have to go to your channel um, <laughs> to learn more about how they can really dominate on YouTube and get their message out there. 
Money. How does one make money on YouTube? I know that people see ads and so on, but as someone that is using YouTube fully for um, driving everything that generates your income, can you kind of give us a, a, a brief overview of the monetization options? You make videos about train sites, about how to get free Xboxes. And <laughs> That's what um, we did. <laughs> I don't know. Are those freebie sites even around anymore? I think so. I, 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 every so often I get people coming and asking me something because of old posts that I oh, have. Really? So I assume that they're still around. Okay. Well, anyway, that's not how I do it. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> I have uh, nine different revenue streams oh, wow. that I'll be adding soon. But um, I'll just go through them quickly. Yeah, let's and do that. Think the one, stop me. But uh, one is AdSense revenue. And I know all you guys know what that is, but it's just the ads that are just displayed against my content on YouTube. And YouTube does a rev split with me. Um, the standard rev split is 55% goes to the creator, 45% goes to YouTube. So very roughly, this is very, very, very rough. If you get around 1,000 views, you can expect roughly $2 um, or so. So that's one, uh, which doesn't no, sound like it- a lot. But if you're getting you know, 30 million views a month, that's pretty nice, you know. You're doing okay. So, quick question on that, really quick, because I've noticed that my um, I have a biology channel. It has eighty five thousand subscribers um, that I'm absolutely not doing anything with. Um, and what I've noticed is that my AdSense revenue has gone down significantly. Is hmm. that a general trend in the industry, or is it because I'm not doing anything, even though I'm still getting a a, a decent amount of views? Uh, are, are are your views dropping? Uh, in the summer, they go down a little bit, um, but it's not dropping. It's, it hasn't dropped this year versus last year, but my revenue has dropped from AdSense. There's a lot of different things to consider um, with that. Uh, just to throw out some ideas for you, though. Um, it depends on where your traffic is coming from. Uh-huh. There's less. If you're getting a lot of international viewers, there's less um, competition for ads in other uh-huh. countries. And so the CPM is usually lower if you're getting a lot of you know views from other countries as opposed to Western countries. Got it. So that could be part of it. Um, it could be that uh, the niche that you're in or the ads that you're attracting, there's less competition there now. And so the CPM is dropping for that. Um, it could be because your channel, um, uh, maybe you, because your channel is old, maybe you're, you don't have mobile enabled. And so more of your views are coming for mobile. And huh. so, um, uh, your mobile views should be monetized by default, but um, you know maybe maybe you have certain ad units disabled that um, would be more engaging on mobile. Interesting. So, so there a are a few different things I can check. Okay, let's let's yeah. move on to the other eight. Yeah, two nine. is product sales. Product you know, sales. I get ebooks, training courses on for YouTube stuff, things like that. You know, things that you guys probably are familiar with. Uh-huh. Uh, three consulting, uh, which is very self-explanatory people yep. <laughs> pay me to uh help them grow their audience and work with me to uh to grow their youtube channels uh four is brand deals and this is where companies um who want to be in front of my audience will pay me to talk about them or to promote them or you know they'll sponsor a series on my channel or even just one-off videos uh something like that there's number five is speaking um when i speak at different you know speaking engagements at different conferences and uh, new media um, expos and you know things like that. Um, not the new media expo, but you know what I mean, like just yeah, yeah, yeah. events like that. Um, although I did speak there this past year. So. Oh, cool. <laughs> uh, so there's five speaking stuff. Uh, six is licensing. Um, there's a lot of um, 
companies out there that are looking for cute clips to use. And so, um, you know, there's like an insurance company that wants a clip of a baby taking their first steps. So they go to YouTube, they find our video and they're like, Hey, can we license this video from you to use as part of our commercial? And so those deals usually average around $5,000 per clip. So you can license your content if you want. Uh, there's affiliates stuff, you know, you guys know what that is too. Yep. But if I, uh, if I talk about a product or something, I just put the affiliate link in the description or on my site. Mm-hmm. Patreon number eight, that's uh, a small part of my revenue, but one, I think I'm going to experiment more with a different project, but, um, are you guys familiar with Patreon? Do I need to talk about that? Uh, guys- just, I'm familiar with it, but just for anyone that's listening, that's not. Yeah. It's basically, um, like if you have a podcast, um, people can say, Hey, I want to support Leslie. Every time he publishes an episode, I'm going to give him a dollar. So, um, they can support creators, um, not just podcasters or YouTubers, but there's musicians, there's comic book artists, there's, um, I don't know, just tons of different people there, creators and they, and your audience can support you financially, either monthly or per project. Uh, number nine and uh, ten are counted together, but there's you know um, membership website training stuff, and then there's live events. Also, be number ten, which I haven't done yet, but I'm working towards. So, oh, nice. basically, a lot of the expert related type of business models that you would expect um, from someone that uh, that I'm doing. But there's plenty of other ways to do it besides this on YouTube. Um, I didn't even mention like merchandise sale. I guess you put that in product sales, but. Um, there's a lot of different ways to do it. All right. Final word from you. Someone has been thinking about you know, putting content out there, whether it's YouTube or wherever the case might be, um, but they've been holding back because they're not sure, they are uncertain. Maybe they don't consider themselves an expert. What would you say to that person? Um, man... They're holding back. Maybe they're afraid. <laughs> the thing is, like, I don't, I don't think I'm probably not as much of a YouTube um, evangelist as people might think I am. Like, I think YouTube's great. Uh, like, we talked about SEO a little bit. It's um, 50 times more likely that a video you do will be will rank on the first page of Google than a blog post will, just because of competition and barrier of entry and things like that. But at the end of the day, like it's wherever you can do the best justice to your message and reach people the best with that message. So YouTube is a great tool for some people. I think blogging is an awesome tool for others and some people do them well together and that can be a great thing. So I, I guess I'm not really saying like you have to be on YouTube or your life yeah. is going to you know die. <laughs> it's <laughs> kind of like wherever you can do the best justice to your message, that's where I think you should be. So that make I don't know. That's probably not what I was wanting. I don't know. That, there you go. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> no, that that's a good point because a lot of people are nervous as to well, should I do this? Should I do that? Should I? Do? And and to me, it's just you know, choose one and do it. And if YouTube is is something that you think can work with for you, then do YouTube. If it's Facebook, do Facebook. If it's blogging, do blogging. If it's all, do all. So yeah. thank you so much, Tim, for coming on here and delivering so much value. Um, where can people find more about you? Uh, at Tim Schmoyer on Twitter or youtube.com slash video creators uh, or videocreators.com. Awesome. So check him out there. And hey, I hope you got value. So we're going to we're gonna end on a question. Uh, come to becomeablogger.com slash 228. This is episode 228. And answer this question. Are you using YouTube in your online marketing? 
That's all I want to know. So come and let me know. And hey, if you're enjoying this 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 podcast and you want to subscribe, you're not subscribed for some strange reason, go to becomeablogger.com slash podcast. And if you're trying to get a blog started, head on over to freebloggingvideos.com where you can take my free course teaching you how to get started, create content, inspire others, and change the world while building your online business. Freebloggingvideos.com. Check it out. That's it for this episode. This is become this is Leslie Sound from becomeablogger.com. We're changing the world one blog at a time. And until next time, take care and God bless. 888-835-2414.